Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us right now on the Harbor One Hotline, it is ESPN's Jeff Van Gundy. Hey, Jeff, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. Uh, Wiggy has been making the case all morning that shutting Jalen Brown down is essentially throwing in the towel on the season for these Celtics. Do you agree? I don't think it's throwing in the towel. I think it's he has an injury that requires surgery and a long period of uh, time off. And I think um, what it does do, though, is diminish their chances to be a realistic uh, threat in the Eastern Conference, uh, like I thought they would be if they were whole and healthy. Jeff, when you look at the injury, right, he played maybe like four games afterwards and he played you know, relatively well. Do you ever think it gets to the point where you've been in this position before, your second-best player on the team, is it worth maybe risking injury the following year even though your postseason chances this year might not be as great? Yeah, I don't. I think this has probably uh, been a decision that has been looming for a while, and I think it's probably pain tolerance and risk tolerance. And I think they both probably came together and said, you know, now's the time. And I, you know, if they were the number one seed uh, in the Eastern Conference and playing great basketball, would would that decision have been different? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but I do know that uh, I coached, uh, I was part of a staff with the World Cup um, with Jalen Brown was on it, and he was tough. A lot of guys set out games due to injury. Jalen Brown played on. So I have to think that this has, you know, it just came to a point where uh, the pain and the risk weren't tolerable. So, Jeff, when you look at this Celtics team this this year and and you compare them to last year, is there anything that you can point to as a as a primary difference when it when it comes to uh, this result so far? I mean, is it is is it coaching? Is it is it personnel? Is it chemistry? I mean, what what when you look at it, what do you see? I, I saw a uh, little bit less talent. Um, Gordon Hayward gone. Uh, they got Fournier late, and then he was injured, or you know, COVID um, related. Uh, absences and then Tice was traded at the deadline so I think they lost talent and then I think they had uh, just horrible uh, bad luck when it came to injuries and COVID Uh, Kemba started the season out injured Marcus Smart for a large part then Tatum uh, Brown now Fournier after they traded for him Robert Williams throughout the year so I just think they've had, um, you know, 
really poor luck as far as injuries. I think they're some of their uh, readiness to play as a group hasn't been good lately. And then I think lesser talent. And I, I think all three of those factor in to where they are today. Jeff, one of the things that we talk about here on the show a lot uh, mm-hmm. is the the chemistry and how the players seem like they're not really buying into what the coach is saying, Brad Stevens. Kendrick Perkins talk, talks about it. What do you think the issue is where players tune out their coach? Because it seems like that's what the Celtics players are doing with Brad Stevens is like they're tuning him out and there's no sense of urgency with this basketball team. I couldn't disagree more. I, 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 I reject the premise that they're tuning Brad Stevens out. Let's just say, for instance, you have a player who is tuning a coach out, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say that's, that's true. Who's that on? That's on the player. You got the wrong player then. If a, if a player doesn't want to be led, well, then he has to go. Hmm. Secondarily, I don't see it when I watch the Celtics. I, I see problems, with, like I said before, with health, uh, with lesser talent. Uh, the least problem that the Celtics have is coaching. They have one of the elite coaches in basketball, and they have a, a terrific player in Tatum, uh, a really, really good player in Jalen Brown. And then they've had a lot of ups and downs with their other players. So I think when you aren't getting the results you want, instead of focusing oftentimes on the real issues, we start looking for these intangible things like tuning a coach out. Um, I First of all, the other thing I'd like to say on that is no, no team is paying attention uh, throughout a season uh, each and every day. You have ups and downs. You know, at some point you, you have this power as a coach that everything you say is being listened to with great intent, and that's usually in, the, in training camp and in the playoffs. After that, there's – you know, different guys are on different patterns and their lives are going up and down um, personally and professionally. So I think I think you guys in Boston are very blessed to have the coach and Brad Stevens that you have. And I think uh, anybody trying to think that that's a problem really is grasping at straws. Wow. Hmm. So wow. you don't so you don't want the job is what you're saying. What, the Celtic job? I think, I really do think that, I don't know if Brad would want it that long, but I I think Brad will have that job uh, as long as Danny's there because I think they have a great working relationship. I could see them, you know, him being like a pop or a spolstra, being in one place for a very, very long time. Wow. Right. So then how would you explain, so is it just Gordon Hayward? They lose one player and they go from what the third or the fourth seed last year to now they're fighting for a play, you know, a playing tournament. I just feel like when we watch this Celtics team, they have all the talent in the world, but it they do- don't though. That's that's the misnomer. You guys hmm. act like this is like this incredibly talented team. Do they have more talent than Philly? Do they have more talent than? Milwaukee? Do they have more talent than Brooklyn? No. 
I would say absolutely not. But here's the thing. So you don't think three All Stars is talented? Kemba, Tatum, uh, Tatum but they and Brown played. They ha- well, Kemba is diminished right now, obviously with his knee, right. and and they don't play. Like that's what I I don't understand. Like the whole the worst statement ever uttered in sports is "next man up," hmm. because "next man up" implies that the next man up is good as the guy that he replaces, and it's not true. So when Kimba missed, what he missed to start the year, 18 games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't play in back-to-backs? Back-to-backs. Yep, no back-to-backs. And then, and then Smart was out for, what, six weeks? And then Tatum missed a, a couple weeks with COVID, and then Jalen Brown is missing now, and Fournier missed, and Robert Williams missed. Are, are, are we saying that then that Simi Ojale and Grant Williams and uh, Luke Cornett and all those guys are so talented. I, I just I don't see what you guys see as, as far as your talent level. I think it's good if if healthy. I think it's average if they're unhealthy. I think their season reflects their health so and if, their talent. And so so if you if if you want to point at this team at 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 at, at some time and say they've underachieved. You really have to point at Danny Ainge because of the talent. No, I think there's fiscal constraints that come into it. I think there's health that comes into it. Um, you know, I, like I think Gordon Hayward is an outstanding player. Would it have been risky to sign him for the amount that Charlotte signed him for if you're Boston? Absolutely. I don't know what their tolerance for paying the luxury tax is each and every year. I'm not that in tune with um, with Grossbeck and, and his willingness to pay the luxury tax. But, you know, there's fiscal implications to all of this. And uh, listen, the, the one area, if I was a Celtic fan, that I would be di- disappointed in um, is the, the huge deficits at home um, in the first half. Like, there is not an excuse for that. They overcame the big Celtic one. I mean, the big spur one, uh, they weren't able to overcome the other night getting down so big. That, to me, is inexcusable. Some of the defense early in the year, I thought they were playing below what their capabilities were defensively. But I, I don't know if there's blame to go around. I think this is just the up-and-down arc of a team that's really good that – has had some issues this year. Now, they have been in the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. And I know in Boston they say, you know, the only thing we care about is banners. And while I understand that, the only way you can get a banner is to be consistently in the hunt. And they have been consistently in the hunt. And unfortunately for them, they just haven't been able to get over that Eastern Conference hump and put themselves in the finals. But if they keep this core together and add and have better health, I think they're going to be, um, you know, good for the foreseeable future. So Jeff, would you bring the same group back then stay the course? What, what additions would you think they need to make? If any, well, Fournier is a free agent. So that's going to be an, uh, an interesting, you know, again, financial decision for him and for them. Um, you know, Kimba's health is, hugely important. Uh, 
I'd be interested to see if they think they have enough size, you know, if playing as a core, um, Kemba, Smart, Tatum, and Brown, if they feel that's big enough or they need to get a little bit bigger in the front court. Um, And then I think solidifying the center position, you know, um, I I thought Tice did a nice job for them. I assume he was traded uh, for financial reasons. So, you know, is Robert Williams the every night center? Um, I think Tristan Thompson uh, is, you know, he's okay. But I think, you know, he has some limitations as well. So um, what he does is he provides uh, uh, good feet defensively, being able to switch pick and rolls, offensive rebounding, um, you know, not, not real big though. So, you know, I think size sometimes uh, we can underestimate the, importance of size not just at the center position but throughout the course of your lineup so you know Kemba's small they're small at center you know Jalen Brown's a small power forward you know just do they want to add more size Jeff would you consider trading Jalen Brown well again I think when when people say that no matter what any general manager says in the league everyone is tradable Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got traded in his prime. So if he can be traded, anybody can be traded, right? So it all depends on for who and and for what. So if you were going to ever trade someone who has improved at the rate that Jalen Brown has and who's produced at the rate Jalen Brown has, you'd have to get real significant pieces back. But, you know, again, I think that's what – all general managers do in every sport. They're always exploring, exploring and denying, exploring what they could get from somebody and then denying that they ever did it. <laughs> uh, Jeff, just to go back, you mentioned the, the slow starts for the Celtics in recent weeks with the ha- first half deficits. Isn't that on the head coach? I mean, I know the players get paid a lot of money to play on the floor, but it seems to me that those are indictments on Brad Stevens and his staff because it seems like they're just not getting through to these guys. And these games, you know, whether it was on Sunday against the Heat or Friday night, I mean, it's it's just been a, a consistent thread, consistent thread with this team. I would say it, it certainly is the head coach's responsibility to have his team ready, right? As a head coach, that's your responsibility. If anyone out there who's listening thinks a head coach gets a guy ready to play, then I think they have no idea of what happens in professional sports. <laughs> there, there, is, there is absolutely no magical words. It's not a talking league. You don't talk your way into readiness. You have habits. Uh, you, you care deeply. Um, and you know as an individual how you best play. And so, uh, like, to, to think that someone's in there giving some motivational talk that takes an unmotivated player to a state of high motivation would be completely inaccurate. So, yes, the burden is on you uh, to have responsible, you know, to, and it's your responsibility for your team to be ready to play. And at the same time, it's out of your control, how individuals approach their job. And, you know, when you look at that, they started on uh, Sunday with uh, 
veteran players, Kimba Walker, Marcus Smart, um, Tatum, Robert Williams is young. Uh, who was their fifth starter? Fournier, Evan Fournier. And Fournier, yeah. So, so I mean, that's on them. Uh, but you know, certainly as a coaching, as a coach, you, it's your responsibility. It's just that there's no magical words. Now, Jeff, this is my last question for me. There are people that believe Tatum doesn't have those leadership qualities because me. he's talking about me. Yes, I'm talking about Greg because he doesn't. He's not the type of player that's very vocal or emotional um, on the court when he's dealing maybe with his teammates. If you're down, you know that rah rah, grab a guy by the back of the jersey type of player. How do you feel about Tatum as a leader? How do we feel about Kawhi Leonard as a leader? That's what I said. That's what Wiggy said. Yeah, how do I feel about Tim Duncan as a leader? Um, you know, I, I, again, I think leadership is more about what you do than what you say. I, I, I think his fans were enamored with people's talking. You know, like um, way back in Florida football, Tim Tebow go, you know, no one will outwork me. You know, all these. It's about action. Mm-hmm. Your action speaks so loudly I can barely hear what you say. And so Jason Tatum, to me, he is leading because most games, and I can't say I see every game, but most games that I watch, I see a guy who plays with the right intent. He, he uses his great gifts as a scorer. He has improved as a passer. Um, he tries hard on defense. Uh, so I think, I think, again, oftentimes we confuse chemistry. I think we confuse leadership with, you know, these sp- like dramatic spoken words or speeches. And frankly, leadership is, you know, all about what you do and very, very little about what you say. All right, Jeff. Uh, really interesting insight in, into the Celtics team. And I, so without Jalen Brown, uh, h- how far do you think they can get? I think they'll play a great game tonight. I think they'll make the playoffs. And I think that because of where they sit, um, you know, unless if they can get to the four, if they can get to the four or five matchup, they can win it. I, I would, I, I don't see how they can beat if they come in at six, seven or eight, I, I don't see how they can, you know, from their health standpoint, uh, I, I just don't see how they could beat Philly, you know, Milwaukee or New or, or Brooklyn. I just don't see it. Yeah. All right. Jeff Van Gundy, great to have you on, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, I hope. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys.